0: Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12 Step Recovery. This is episode 38 The Promises of Recovery. Once again, my podcast topic comes from a number of conversations I've had lately with fellows. These in particular about what it looks like to be in recovery. If you're new in recovery, it is probably beyond your wildest imagining to think that the promises that you've heard read in your recovery meetings will actually come true for you. But I'm here to tell you that they do come true and more. I am living proof. I'm going to share here what recovery has looked like for me in my day to day life And all of these things are beyond my wildest dreams in terms of what I expected from recovery. The way I often speak about this is I say that recovery has wormed its way into the cracks and crevices of my life in ways I never could have imagined. Some changes I'm certain are a result of my recovery, but I can't say how exactly. For example, a couple weeks ago, someone was talking about her recovery and one of the examples she used was turning up the heat in her home now that she's in recovery because she deserves to be warm. And I was like, holy shit, that's related to recovery? Oh my God, I had no idea. I've had a programmable thermostat for like 15 years and the warmest temperature I ever programmed it at was 65 degrees. I would occasionally boost it up for brief periods of time to a higher temp, but not for long. And in the last few years, I decided I'm keeping it at 68 most of the time, except at night and when I'm away. And I've been much more comfortable in my home. It never occurred to me that that decision was a result of my recovery until that person said that. I think the idea is I don't have to suffer. I get to be comfortable. I don't have to put up with discomfort in my life the way that I did constantly before recovery. The next thing I'll mention is something I think I spoke about briefly recently, but I wanna talk about it in more detail here. And that is, I had a five-day stretch a few weeks ago where three things happened in a row, all of which would have caused me to lose my shit before recovery. But instead of losing my shit, catastrophizing and bitching and complaining to anyone who'd listen, I was like, this is what's happening. It's either going to work out or it's not. The first was I went to see the surgeon who did my shoulder surgery a few years ago because it's been bothering me and I have a different health plan than I did back then. And when they told me we don't accept that plan, I said, even though he's in the PHCS network and they said, yeah, and I said, okay, and I left I went home and called my health plan. Now, in the past, I would have been a fucking asshole to the person in front of me and to the person that they had me on the phone with. I would have been fuming and argued with them and thought it was right. And I would have been really, really angry. And I also probably would have talked about this, excuse me, bitched about this to lots of other people. Two days after that, I was working on my computer and my screen just went completely black. Now, for me, my computer is my most important tool next to my brain. So this was huge for me. And my immediate thought was, well, this is either going to work out or it's not going to work out. Hopefully, it's not going to cost me a lot of money. And hopefully, I'll be able to retrieve any data that was on my computer I was grateful that I used Dropbox for the vast majority of my stuff. So I knew most of my important stuff is backed up. But in the past, oh my God, I would have lost my mind. I would have spent a bunch of time and energy catastrophizing about what this would mean. And I probably would have spent hours thinking about all the horrible things that could possibly happen as a result of me losing all my data. Worst case scenario after worst case scenario after worst case scenario. But I didn't do any of that. I knew it's either going to work out or it's not. Then a couple days after that, I was driving to a meeting an hour away because I was going to be speaking and it was a really rainy, crappy night. And I had plugged the phone in to charge it while driving because it was getting kind of low. And before I started, I glanced briefly at the GPS and I knew, all I knew was that I needed to go 91 North, 91 North to Route 9 North. But I didn't know what was going to happen after that. So when I got to the point on the highway where I was getting to Route 9, I looked down at my phone to see what happens next, and I saw that even though the phone was plugged in, there was so little juice that all that appeared on the screen was a tiny little lightning bolt, which means it wasn't even at 1%. And my first thought was, well, it's either going to work out or not. I'm either going to make it there or I'm not. I did pray for sure. And I was eventually moved to unplug the phone from the car and plug it into my external charger. Now, I don't know if that mattered, but it seemed to me that it charged pretty quickly because I had spent a few minutes from the time that I noticed that it wasn't charged before I made the decision to switch it. And it didn't seem like it was uh, getting any charged anymore. At one point, I actually stopped and got out of my car and got into the trunk to get a map. Well, I didn't actually get into the trunk. I reached into the trunk because I knew there was a fork in the road coming where I was going to have to go either west or east on another highway. And I thought I knew I needed to go west, but I wasn't positive. So I wanted to look at the map. Now, mind you, I'm on the side of the highway, pouring rain, freezing cold, fog everywhere, all that kind of stuff. And it was just what I needed to do. And I didn't get all freaked out and I didn't get all pissed off and I didn't get all panicked. And lo and behold, by the time that next fork came along, my phone was charged up enough for the GPS to work. And I got to the meeting about one minute later than I had originally expected to get there. So that night driving there, I would have spent all that time just making myself feel worse and worse and worse and worse if this had happened before recovery. I would have catastrophized and activated my internal drugstore by ramping, ramping up the cortisol and the adrenaline and all that stuff and spending my time thinking of all the shitty things that could happen and being upset that this happened to me. But instead, I was like, it's going to work out or it's not. I had already let the people know I was on my way there. So it's not like they would think Barb is some irresponsible person and just didn't show up. They would have known something happened. And I knew eventually my phone will be charged again at some point and I'll be able to contact them. Now, all three of these things happened in such rapid succession and it, so that it really showed me how far I've come All three of them, I just sort of took in stride. And it's just amazing to know how I would have handled them in the past. Now, moving on to another story, I was talking with a sponsee the other night about this notion of how recovery seeps into the cracks and crevices of our lives in ways we just couldn't imagine. And they told me that the other night they went into the refrigerator and opened the door and just let it stay swung wide open. They used to lose their mind when other people did that, but they just stood there and let the refrigerator door swing open while they prepared their food and were completely okay with that. Now I said, I don't know if I'm that far in my recovery. I don't think I could stand there with the refrigerator door open, but I've had, uh, some, progress in a number of other areas, I realized that I have all kinds of distorted thinking about things that still continually bubble up in my consciousness. One of them is several months ago, this thing happened with my dishwasher. I had this belief that I absolutely could not run the dishwasher unless it was 100% full. Now this definitely had to do with being environmentally aware but also it was like, this is the way things are supposed to be done. This is the right way to do it. And those beliefs were so deeply ingrained in me that I didn't even realize I had those beliefs. They just were. And a few months ago, I just decided one day, Like, I'm ready to run the dishwasher because I'm going away for a couple days. The kitchen is clean, and I'd really like to come home and not have dirty dishes in my dishwasher. So I ran it when it was not quite full. Imagine that. And since then, I have actually run it a few times when it wasn't completely full, and I haven't had a panic attack or freaked out or felt shameful about it because that's exactly how I would have felt in the past. Now, the newest development, which was just in the last week and a half, also has to do with my dishwasher. And that is, I've realized I also had this belief that I was supposed to fit every single dish that's dirty into the dishwasher. In other words, if there's one more plate, I've got to find a way to cram that plate into the dishwasher. Even though I'm going to be running the dishwasher again and again and again, somehow holding that plate aside for the next load wasn't an option for me. It's not like there was any thinking going on about this. It's just the way things were. And just recently, I was like, wait a minute, I could leave this in the sink and run the dishwasher without it because I'm going to run the dishwasher again. And it was just mind blowing to me to realize that I've been operating under these assumptions about the way things are that are so deep that I don't even recognize that these are thought patterns. And another thing that has to do with the kitchen is I have two trivets on my stove. And for the longest time, I had this idea that I shouldn't put the dirty spoon on the trivet because it'll get dirty, even though trivets are for dirty spoons. The point is you put the dirty spoon on the trivet so you don't put it on the stove because it's easier to clean the trivet than it is to clean the stove. In fact, you can put the trivet in the dishwasher, but you can't put the stove in the dishwasher. So a few, few years ago, I just suddenly started putting the spoon on the trivet without any worries. It's not that I had never used it before, but when I did, I always felt like I was bad or wrong for doing that, or there was just something wrong with using the trivet for the thing that it was made for. This seems utterly ridiculous to me now, but that was how I lived before recovery Me. Another thing happened just recently over the holidays that really helped me realize I've got some recovery here and it's that I got a gift from someone that I care very much about. And they told me ahead of time, I really just did not have time to wrap your presents. And I can tell you for a fact that in the past I would have made that mean they don't care about me. And I would have told myself this whole big story in my head about that being evidence that they don't care about me. Now, I didn't know that I was doing these things back then, mind you, but I can look back into the past before recovery with crystal clarity and say, here's what I was thinking, here's what I was doing, and here's what my motives were. And it just blows me away that that's the case, that I can look at the past with such clarity. Now, I don't make things mean things anymore. I ask if I don't know what something means. And of course, when I made things mean things, it was always shitty things. It wasn't good things. Now, in this situation, I knew that this person had a limited amount of time and energy and rapping was just something that fell by the wayside. Here's something amusing that happened from this they grabbed some of the wrapping paper that they had torn off one of the presents I gave them and just kind of crumpled it around my gift. And when they handed it to me, I was like, oh my goodness, did you get this wrapped at Macy's? So we joked about it and it was really fun and funny. And it's just such a relief to fucking relax in life and understand People are humid and just because somebody doesn't wrap a present for me doesn't mean they don't care about me. I don't have to have such rigid thinking. I have lots of evidence that shows me that this person cares very deeply about about me and whether they wrap my presents or not is not reflective of how they feel about me. I could go on and on and on with other examples of ways in which my thinking was so distorted before recovery. I walked around with all these extremely rigid beliefs about how things were supposed to be done that were so entrenched. They were beliefs I didn't even know I had. It was just like, this is the way things are. Brooke Castillo, who runs the Life Coach School, talks about beliefs being thoughts that we just think over and over and over again. They're not necessarily true, but we've just thought them for so long that we think that they are true. And often we've done them for so long that we don't even realize that it's a thought. We think that it's the truth. It's the way things are. And recovery helps us to really examine our beliefs For me, recovery looks like me letting things go, taking things in stride, not catastrophizing about things happening, assuming things are going to work out one way or another, and also really coming to see some deep assumptions I have, some of which is based on some pretty distorted thinking. Now, some of my thinking originates from someplace rational, like don't run the dishwasher unless it's full because it's a waste of energy. It's the rigidity of the thinking that is just mind-blowing to me. Now, what I've given you here is just a glimpse of what my recovery is like in my day-to-day life. I hope it gives you a glimmer of hope for you to see what could happen for you in recovery. I hope that this new year brings to you all kinds of wonderful promises of recovery. As they say, keep coming back. It works if you work it and you're worth it. Happy new year. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.